Hey everyone, it's Monique, and you're watching Rhythm and Muse podcast with me. Rhythm and Muse is basically going to be with indie artists from Baltimore, mainstream and uh, mainstream and underground. Uh, maybe it'll be co-host co- co- on the show and plenty, plenty more. Before I get started with my first guest, I want to thank give a big thank you to first Edigga from a- um, AKA Charm City TV for giving me this wonderful opportunity. Second, I want to thank for everyone that is watching me from Facebook Live or YouTube Live and everywhere else. Um, and now for my first guest, I would like to have my friend from high school, R&B singer, songwriter, and rapper from Baltimore, Tyrone Queen. Tyrone, how are you? Up, what's up, Monique? What how this? are you? How you feeling? How you feeling on this Friday, even though it's nasty outside? Oh, we here. That's all I can say. We here. Honestly, I felt that on like so many different levels. Let me let me tell you. All right. I'm so glad that you could be here. Thank you for being my first guest on the show. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm extremely nervous. My heart is racing everything. Tyrone <laughs> is keeping me calm. So keep you. <laughs> All right, let's get started. So, your new song, Model X. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> Tell us about it. Ooh, where do I start? Okay, so Model X is basically just a song about, like, you know how um, in the industry, I guess you would say, or even in, like, regular relationships, there's so many people that... Um, basically are with someone just for their money yeah so like yeah. when it's kind of like when you figure that out you kind of like wow like you want to be mad but then the part of you was like how about we just flip the script and just play it in my favor right so like the lyrics is like you know um if you want to ride in my brand new model x let me take a dive and it's kind of like oh you know, like if we on that type of tip then i mean let's play into it so right that's right like, I get it. All right. So was you thinking about anyone in particular with this song? Cause I was listening to it and I was like, no, like <laughs> it was kind of just like, like, I don't know. I just wrote it and I was like, okay, let's like speak on that perspective. I've never been in that type of situation. So mm-hmm. like, let me write about something like that I hear and see a lot. Cause like, especially on social media is so many people that you look at their relationship you like how are they together like she is so pretty why is she with him and it's kind of like yeah. well, and it's like you know yeah let me yeah. play into that let me write something about that so right i like it i like it all right so what was your creative process with the song like what was After it like i write a song i don't even really like write it to talk about a certain subject it just kind of comes out mm-hmm. and look back at my like lyrics and i'm like okay so this song is about this that makes sense, you know? So that's kind of like how I write all my songs. How that song is kind of like, I had the hook for it and I was like, okay, what do I want to talk about? And then I was like, okay, let's let's play into that whole narrative about like only being with somebody for their money and they realize that, so. Right. I understand, I get it. Um, Is there going to be any visuals for the song, any music video? Um, I look, you want to see me. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. I would say, I would say soon coming soon it's a whole bunch of stuff that i got in for for all my listeners so yes. it's coming soon 
I like that. Okay, so every artist has like a dream performance with the third song. I know I do. So what is your dream performance? Like, what would you want it to, to like envision? Like, what would you want it to be like? Like, slow and subtle? I feel like, I don't know, like, a performance. I know for that song, I would really want it to be like big. Like, I want dancers, I want smoke clouds. Like, I want it all, like, because that song is- The whole shebang, basically. Yeah. That song is such a fun song, and I just want everybody to just have fun with it. Like, I want everybody to be out there, seats, like, grooving, vibing right. to it. I want all of that. Right. I, I, I totally agree. Um, If you guys have not heard his song, Model X, honestly, I feel like it's a good song. Um, And now we're going to listen to it because it really is a good song, and I feel like y'all should listen to it before I go on. So, yeah. <laughs> We will listen to it. <laughs> oh, it's a good song. If you wanna fly, if you wanna stay the night, can I come inside? Baby, I just wanna cry. Don't you fucking hide it, you freaky, and I know it, baby. Trust. I wanna see what's underneath them skinny jeans Get on your knees and work on me, work on me, work on me If you wanna fly in my brand new model X Let me take a dive, dive, dive Dive in me, dive in me, dive in me, babe if you wanna fry in my brain, no matter let me take a dive, 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 dive in it, dive in it, dive in it. Let me take a dive, 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 dive in it, dive in it, dive in it, baby. Let me rock it so steady, I got your knees feeling heavy And in this room we go sweaty, you told me you would be ready for me to drop off this dick You said you wouldn't get hit, now look who glued to my hip So fast that I cannot dip, look at the walls you put up I swear relationship sucks, you was just trying to fuck Maybe you fall so in love, too bad you pushing you shove You couldn't find it above, so then you took it down low That's something I got enough Everybody wants it, and if you got it from no Boy don't be shy, just own it, and hop up on my pony Let me take a dive, dive, 
The beat ends like so weird. I should have put a disclaimer for everybody. It's a little bit. It's a little bit nasty. It's a little bit nasty. I'm sorry. Yes, I love it. It's been stuck in my head for like a week. I'm just like. Yes. Okay, we're going to dive into you as an artist, a little bit of your personal life and stuff like that. Um, so, for starters, we're going to start off um, oh, the comments. Someone says, Matthew said, uh, Tyrone, I really like your song. You can not love tonight, okay, Tyrone, I see. Okay, so what does your music say about you? What does your music say about you? Okay, so that's a word. So, when I first started, like, back in high school, you know, me and you used to- I remember, I remember, I remember. <laughs> and so, like, I really didn't know what type of music I wanted to make. I knew that I wanted it to be R&B, but I just didn't know which route I wanted to take. Because so many people nowadays, um, they do R&B, but everyone is doing R&B differently now. It's not yeah. like our, the R&B we grew up on in the 2000s that our parents used to play. Right. I was like, what sound do I really want to go for? So when I started the music, like my first ever project was Heartbreak Love Story. I remember that. Um, yeah, so that that first project really was like wow, like really music, and I feel like what song, what song that really made me feel like okay, like this is really what I want to do. This is really what I want to sound. I want to make is when I wrote Transcend on my first album. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I can really, really do this music thing. Like, I really want to make music that resonates with people because it's mm -hmm. so music nowadays that's not really hitting like it's supposed to. Yeah. And B, I just think that when you listen to like a song, like you don't really have to be in your feelings. Like it could be fun, it could be upbeat, but it still has like a low key like message behind it. Whether mm -hmm. it's as small as like how my song Model X is just about like somebody with money being with somebody with money, and then they basically catching on to it and using it to their advantage, you know. But I feel like. R&B should still have a meaning, whether no matter what it is, it should just still have a clear direction where it's going. So mm -hmm. music, my sound, I would say that mine really like, I would say contemporary R&B because it do like add in some of those hip hop flavors and stuff like that. So it's like contemporary R&B, like, you know, that slow, but like a new age R&B. So we got a little bit of everything, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You got a little bit of everything. I like that. So what what or who, you know, inspired you to make music? Well, I'm already going to talk about the queen. So let's just talk about the queen, Nick. So um, I really didn't want to be a rapper. Like, I was like, I'm not going to rap. Like I said, I told myself, I was like, if I rap, I'm going to sound dumb. Like, rapping is just not going to be for me. And then I grew up listening to Nicki Minaj, like literally, like 
I was nine years old and I knew all the words of Itty Bitty Piggy. Like, that's how, like, that. <laughs> you a real Barb. Okay, like, oh, all right. You a real Barb. <laughs> so, Nikki, even though Nikki is a female, I feel like she, I related to her more because of the fact that it was, it was, rap is a male-dominated genre. And rap, when I was growing up, when we were growing up, were basically, like, it was real hard. Like, it was really hard, like, in your face, like, you know, killing and shooting and all that other type of stuff. So it was just like a whole bunch of stuff going on in rap music. And I felt like Nikki added something that was different. Like she was very creative. She was versatile. And I know for me, like I love me some hip hop, but I feel as though like I still wanted to do R&B, but I also wanted to add hip hop into it. So I feel like a lot of, um, so she was definitely like an artist that I looked up to as far as being very versatile and being very lyrical. Mm-hmm. And another another artist is Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. Like they really shaped the rap game. Like the, their, their rhymes, their flows, their creativity was just mm-hmm. this world. But um, someone who really like um, inspired me to start doing like R&B and really like speak about my soul was Janae Aiko. And I feel like when I listen to her music, I feel so calm. She gave me so, so much just peace. Her SZA, I would say, really like shapes the way that I make my R&B music. Right. So um, this is like a little bit off or whatever, because it's not on my paper. But <laughs> do you feel as if like rap is to, uh, what's the word? Do you feel like rap to, uh, talks too much about, you know, the same old, drugs, sex, violence, and stuff like that. And how do you plan on changing that? Because you have some really good inspirations, I will say that. So how do you plan on changing that? Especially coming from like an indie artist. I feel like just talking about something that has meaning, like we all love our Megan Thee Stallion and City Girls. Like we love them. We mm-hmm. talk to them. We we twerk to them. Like they are turn up songs. But I feel like the diversity in rap, like having people like even like doja who does pop stuff or even like more artists that you know don't rap on such a uh a narrow scale like i feel like so many rappers they are like okay we in this new age let's just talk about everything that everybody else is talking about and i think that's why jake lamar really stand out because not only do they have bangers you know, that be on the scales of city girls and Megan, but they also have things that are very introspective and talk about things that's going on in the world. Like Kendrick's song, um, DNA, went yeah. to talking about like what was going on and um, and all like the gun violence and everything. Like, I like rappers that can do both. And I feel like for me, I want to be that, that I guess rapper, singer, however you want to describe me. I want to be that artist that does more than just talk about what's mainstream. I want to talk about like what's going on in the world, you know, how black people are viewed, how gay people are viewed, just everything is what's going on in the world and how us as a people have such a voice that we don't recognize Mm -hmm. and everybody to just hear that, relate to that, you know, be like, yeah, I like that. Like, let's let's start doing stuff that is us better as a people, you know? Right. So, I like that. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so, if you could change anything about the music industry, what would you change? <sighs> Oof. One thing? <laughs> <laughs> I would change the 
the stereotyping and just the the certain look that you have to have. Like if you're a rapper, you gotta look like this. Talk about it. You gotta look like this. Like I just feel like people, all people come in different shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be one look fits all. Like when Nikki came out with the little ball in the long, what's the name? Everybody rocking the bob in the long. Like, right. Like it's like we're riding trends and no one is trying to be themselves. Everyone, the new Nikki, the new Beyonce, the new this, the new that. And I just feel like you shouldn't be the new anything. You should be you. You should never want to be related to someone. You should never want to follow a trend because it's popular. I feel like you will get, I feel like you will pop and you'll pop in being yourself. Like for me, I don't feel like I want to be like, um, like Chris Brown or Mario or, you know, any other R&B male singer. Like, I don't want to be like them. I want to be like Tyron. Like, that's why in my songs I rap and I sing and I do whatever feels right because I want to ride trends of my peers that came before me. Like, I want to pave my own way. Like, yes, right. for me to be on this, be on platforms and be able to make music and stuff like that, but I want my music to be different. Like, when you hear my songs and you hear songs off my album, like, okay, that's Tyron, you know? Right. So listen, y'all go ahead and know it. Y'all go ahead and hear Rhythm Amuse. Y'all go ahead and read <laughs> <laughs> Keep it real. All right. Okay. So what are your ambitions for a singer and a songwriter? What do you plan to do with this as you grow? I just want to, honestly, and I'm I'm stealing this from another artist. Jesse J has said this, but I make music to heal the world. Like, I want to people relate to my music and really find comfort in and like if you having a bad day like go ahead and turn on that music and be like yo this song saved me or like because it's a lot of stuff for me that that just saved my life like right so i want to make music for people like that like whatever you're going through you can put the song on and you can just feel good and you can feel better you can having the most crappiest day in the world but you can take on my song or any song and just feel good. That's what I just want to make feel good music. And I want I want my music to speak for itself. I like that. Because you do got some feel good music. Okay. <laughs> okay, what is um if you have any, what is your biggest musical challenge? Biggest musical challenge. So for me, like in in songs, I be like Yo, you may think like I be going in on my songs, but I be going in even harder for songs that's like not even out that I'm like I can't <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like I just, like I have two things. When you do a certain type of genre, everyone expects you to stay in that particular genre. They expect you to stay in that box. Like if you're an R and B artist, only make R and B music and nothing else. And my only fear is having people misconstrue the direction that I'm going in by me doing like a little bit of R&B, a little bit of hip hop and a little bit of pop. Like, okay, what right. are you? And it's like, still R&B, but I'm very experimental. So my biggest challenge is just to incorporate everything that I love, but also keep it direct, keeping it very focused on the main goal when I'm trying to convey to everybody yeah all right so. i get that 
So someone asked you in the comments, Matthew, he asked you, are there any upcoming events for you, even though we're in the middle of a panorama? Or is there any a panorama is there any upcoming events for you um i've been trying to like i've been perfecting my album and it's done and it's coming out like real real real, real soon so <laughs> so on um on apple music and everywhere else right now i have two singles from my upcoming album which is ride for you and model x so those are the two singles that's on my new album as far as performing um I perform here and there, but like once the album drops next month, I'll be like kind of like trying to get on different platforms. But right now, like sometimes I go and I perform at like um the poetry party. That's like a local thing that's here mm -hmm. at the garage um downtown. That's usually where like I perform because that's the only place that's really like allowing people to perform in the panorama that we in. There, but definitely when my album drops, like I'm gonna be doing way more performances. All right, I see that. I see it's coming out real soon because I've seen you on Instagram. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's doing his thing. Y'all yes. he is doing his thing. You get a lot of love to people saying they can't wait to hear you sing, they can't wait for your oh, album. You was getting so much love, and I'm so I'm so happy for you. I am okay. So who would you like to collab with? I just named this long list for my best friend Coco last night. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, number one is Janae Iko. I feel like we can make something so like so meaningful. Like, I feel like we can really do something. SZA, of course, because SZA is just so cool. Like, I love SZA. Her voice, her mind, like just everything. I feel like we can make something like real experimental and cool. So Janae, SZA. Chloe and Haley. Um, Ariana Grande, I love her. I love Ariana Grande. Like, yeah, that's we just leave it there. Um, Nicki Minaj, she'll make you cry. And Desmond Sullivan, definitely. Yo, her new song? Yeah. Pick up your feelings. The whole the whole EP is it just it's amazing. Pop. Like, it's just pop. Right. <laughs> My mother's around the house singing, don't forget to come. Yeah. <laughs> around the house singing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, We got a question. Do you have a favorite song of your own that you enjoy singing the most? That was one of my questions. You go, girl. Ah. Oh, Oof. Okay. Um, I'll talk about the album that's already out. So, um, Transcend. Transcend is that song that hits right here because that was the song that started everything for me and really was like, okay, like I can start doing albums, I can start doing music, music for real. So Transcend is definitely that song. The words, the lyrics, the flow, it just gives me life. And every time, like, I can perform that song forever. I feel like artists always be that one song that you feel like perform forever. And that can, that's the right. song for me. Right, that's the one song. I got it. Um, ooh, brain fart. Okay, so since we on the topic of transcend, I really do like that song. I do. I you you was in that you you yeah. Um, what was uh? How did you like? What made you come up with the creative process of transcend? Like, what made that come to life? feel now as an album i basically wanted to talk about 
the past relationship I was in mm-hmm. and how that shaped me as a person. And Transcend was really that song that started everything, like started, like started for me to really dive into my feelings and really convey that on a project. And when I first like had the, the, the first lyrics that came up for Transcend was, school is a prison, I'm talking a house that you live in. Yes. And so with that, it just basically means like, First of all, I already feel like school is a scam, but it's like even broader to that. Like our first social interactions start in school. Like when we're young, when we're growing up, our first social interactions start in school. We find ourselves in middle school, in high school. So that kind of opens up the idea that that's where you start to form your own idea is in school. Right. And then I say, I'm talking about the house that you in. So that's a double tundra. Like, ooh, you feel like you live at school. You go to school every day for like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then after that, you're home. So it's kind of like you're home away from Um, And I just really wanted to talk about what I was going through and also how we view the world as a whole. How we view social media, how we view interactions with people, and so much of disconnect when it comes to socializing. Like social media runs our life, right? Like, it runs our whole entire existence. So it's kind of like I wanted to shed light on how much people rely on social media and how much people just feel like social media is and nothing else matters. So right. me talking about that, and I started talking a bit about like my relationships and what. I one through right i like that uh you got two questions we, so we're gonna start from the from the top to the bottom so from beyond k aka kayla you know what I'm saying? That's, the, that's my boo where do you see yourself in 10 years oh 10 years okay 31 honestly like if if i i want to be somewhere way further in my music whether that's like Having a hit or not having a hit, I just want to be recognized for what I'm making. I do want to be in a different place with my music. Um, I wanted to be in a different place with myself, financially, mentally. I just want to be in a better place. Not saying I'm in a bad place now, but I just want to be in an even better place 10 years from now with music, mind, soul, everything. Okay. And another one from D. Johnston, uh, aka Dada, my other boo. Um, uh, are all your, your music based upon like your feelings or, or your experiences? I hope I got the question. <laughs> most of my songs are like um, things that I've experienced. Personally. Most of the songs are definitely about that. But there are like some songs on on my album that um that have a little bit of a lighter meaning. Like um like Model X has a little bit of a lighter meaning than songs that's on the upcoming album um songs from my last album like cafe in paris just kind of talks about like you know just wanting someone to just stay there and love you you know don't leave just be here with me in this moment and enjoy this moment with me so it's it's, it's some songs that i've written that's not as like heavy of a meaning they're more so like feel good songs stuff that you can really buy oh i see all the questions guys right <laughs> So, Governor Javoy Phillips, hey, how does your genre of music define you? 
I don't, I want Buffett defines me. I know yeah. it plays a big part in like, um, I know it plays a big part in how my music sounds and how I want it to sound. Cause I do want it to be more like, I mean, I like upbeat stuff. I like mid-tempo stuff, but the right. times where I really get in my bag is when it's like slow and it's really more so like my vocals that's very present other than like the sounds and the beat, you know? So I don't know if it really defines me, but it definitely like, um, it definitely shapes where I go with my music. Right. We got another question. Y'all are still in my questions. It makes no sense. Oh my gosh. Matthew from Matthew. Tyrone, is it a hard process for you to get into your creative mode? That's a good question. That is a good question. I'm in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like for me, like, honestly, I write whatever, like, I I just, I can be sitting down, like, and I'm like, I have a melody in my head or I have lyrics that's in my head. And I like write it down. And then after that, like once I start writing, it's kind of like, let's get it all out while we can. Right. And that's kind of like creative work for me. Like I could never sit myself down and be like, okay, let's write a song. Like, cause it will never come out right. Right. I get that. So as an artist, how are you holding up in the pandemic? Cause child, this is a mess. How are you holding up as an artist? Cause I know it's hard. It is so hard. Like not being able to for people not being able to be on a stage it's like uh like 2020 when i dropped my first album like i really was gonna be like why this until like we could start performing again but i was like no i gotta get this out like i got mm-hmm. to so it's been so hard just not being able to perform for people that's the biggest thing like making music i'm really in my bag in the studio like definitely in my bag in the studio but as far as performing for people like i just wish i can do it <laughs> So I take it that you like the performing part more than the recording process because you love the people. Is that true? Or if so, why? Like half and half with it, only because like performing is just it's a battle in itself. Like getting on a stage in front of people and having to sing your own song is just kind of like uh like it's so nerve-wracking. But like when I get on stage and I send those first couple like words i'm like all right let me get in my bag <laughs> so it's like it's definitely just it's nerve-wracking but i like both i definitely do like the recording process and also the performing process because it's like two different spaces okay got it so we're going to take it a year back everybody <laughs> Wait, name a time you had an internal struggle that fed up a message you wanted to make we want to we'll be going to that one. Oh, uh, an internal struggle Yes. What was the whole question? Hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Name a time you had an internal struggle that fed up a message, that fed a message you wanted to make. That's that's a deep question. That's a message I wanted to make. Oh, that is a That's a deep question. That that makes you got to sit back and think about it. Think about it. I don't even really know. Okay, a new song off of my album called Reckless. Um, that's one of my favorite songs off of the album. But we get the sneak peek, guys. We get the sneak peek. I know y'all sneak peek into like the 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 creative process behind that. So my song, yeah. really, that's so good. Oh my gosh, I'm like how we go into this. So this <laughs> <laughs> has a really deep meaning because for so long I've been so reckless with 
my energy and my heart and give it to people, mm-hmm. whether it's friendships, whether it's relationships, giving my energy to people. And I know everybody on this on this podcast can agree to that. We have given people energy that did not deserve it. And that song, the first half of the song really is a conversation between me and myself talking about how I am so reckless with my heart and with my energy. And I need to protect myself because if you give your if you give everything away, you have nothing for yourself. And I just felt like I've been giving so many people the best parts of me that like I'm just kind of like when it's all said and done. I'm trying to pick up the pieces and figure out who I am as a person. And that song really, really did like convey a big message that was going on within me. And I was like, wow, like when I wrote that song, like everything subconsciously. So when I wrote that song and I like played it back and looked at the lyrics, I was like, wow, this has a really deep meaning that I did not expect that was going to come out. But it, (laughs) oh, I love that question. That was a good one. Right. So we off topic again because this what you said, this is this is this is my circle. I'm all about energy. I'm all about protecting the energy. Yeah. All right. How do you how how do you go about that? Like how do you go about protecting energy when it comes to friends, family, relationships? How do you go about that? And what advice can you give to people who are struggling with that? Okay. Because yeah, I knew like one day in my life I was gonna be like put on a spot where I get to talk. And so I'm not going to talk too, too much, but as far as just protecting my energy, when you figure out that someone in your life is not there for the good and they're not contributing anything to you mentally, emotionally, if they're not contributing anything, like I said, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a relationship, you need to leave. And I've had so, I've, I'm not going to say so many people, but I've had a few people in my life that I thought was there, but later on down, I realized that they just didn't contribute to my growth as a person. And it's something that people show you that your colors one time and it's your choice if you want to believe them or not. Right. And I feel as though when people show me their colors in the past, I've kind of gl- glanced over it and I was like, oh, well, maybe it's just something that they're going through right now or maybe it's something that I did, but it's never nothing that you do. Always pay attention to what people say words are so powerful and they're way more powerful than what people um anticipate them to be really listen to the words that people are saying the way that they're talking to you the way that they communicate with others not just you and you can really see a person's true personality and you can really see their true intentions in the friendship by just listening to the things that they say and also attention to the things that they do so mm-hmm. your energy is just, if you got to just, you don't have to argue, you don't have to fuss, you can just walk away from a person that's not there for you and that's not bringing the energy that you need to carry on in your life. You just walk away. You heard it here first. Walk away. <laughs> walk away from all of that. Listen, <laughs> listen, because 2020 then, then, then changed some people. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. can't deal with that no more. <laughs> not in, not on this podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back to 2020. We're gonna talk about your album. How do you feel now? Now that album, baby. Let me tell you. First of all, your song with Coco in, in the beginning. Uh, best vibes. 
Bestie vibes. I love that. I love everything about that. So I want to dive into it because I liked it. I liked everything about it. It was it was amazing. What was your creative process with this album? What was it with this album? How do you feel next? Okay. So that whole process, the songs on there really have like feel like they're more based off of a feeling because it's called How Do You Feel Now? So all the songs I really wanted to explain, like how I felt about previous situations that happened in my life, whether it was my breakups or if it was my friendships, like I really wanted to talk about just how I felt about it. And um, the beginning, the reason why I named that song Courtney and I wrote it about her and I put it on the album was because like, she's been a road dog through everything, like through all of my friends. Like if it was an interview where she could sit right here and just be like, yeah, I was there. Like, she could show <laughs> you just, like, everything that happened and just all just the messed up stuff that people have done to me. So I really had to include her on the album. And going, like, more and more into it, um, a, my, one, what, a lot of people just say that their favorite song off the album is called Bad Decisions. And I love that song because it features my friend Jaden. And I feel like we killed it, not to toot my own horn, but we did that and I that's one of my favorite songs on the album because it really talks about um basically the same thing that I was kind of saying with my song Reckless but a little more um relationship based and talking about how you've um you're telling that person like you know I'm here for you I want to be down for you don't make bad decisions like don't do anything that you know is gonna make me upset don't do anything that you know is just not right like I've always said, if you can't do this in front of your significant other, you don't need to do it at all. And that's how I honestly feel about it. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, I'm dropping gems low key. <laughs> too many gems, too many. I don't think people can, I don't think people understand. I got personal favorite. My personal favorite is Man on the Moon because of the little, I was like, oh, okay, okay. I'll be dropping gems. So, um, what made you put out that album? What made you, what made you? So coming off of our break, so basically like when I recorded my first EP, like half of my album was done. And it's so crazy. I know it's so crazy because like the way that I write, like I've really refrained myself from writing. Like I haven't written anything in probably like two months. Like I've really like stopped myself from writing anything because if I write, I'm going to keep writing, keep changing songs on my album. So it's like it's oh I'm like you know how it is like you're like no it's a mess <laughs> it's a mess it's a whole mess so um what made me put out that album was really like I wanted to just just get out how I was feeling like I really wanted to just let everybody know like you know this is what I went through and people probably went through the similar things that I've went through so let me put out a project that really talks about like feelings and how you know I felt and maybe how other people feel about certain situations so I was like let me put this out let me drop this and it was my first album whereas though like it was full length 12 songs it really featured my rapping my singing my lyrics and everything so I was like I just want to put that out to the world and let them see like get a little taste of what Tyrone McQueen has going on you feel me right so as every artist, you know, we got the bad people who just got something to say about it, who just, uh, 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 we don't want that here. We don't do none of that here. We don't do that here. How yeah. do you, how do you 
go off that. Like, what do you do? What did what you do? My thing for everybody, like I feel like you know internally when a song is good and when it's bad. And honestly, like not everyone is going to like everything that you make. Like, um, like let's use like a popular artist, for example. So like Ariana Grande's album this year. Um, it's certain songs on there that I absolutely love. And other people is like, I don't really like that song. And it's like, what? Like, I love that song. So I feel as though when you're an artist and you're making an album or you're making a single, put that song out because you love that song. Not because you feel like you feel like everyone else was like will like it because it sounds like this or it sounds like that. Put it out because it's something that you love and it's something that you want to perform. Because at the end of the day, like you're the one making the music, not Vicky and Tommy from down the street. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like as an artist, we want people to like our music. We want people to bop to our music. We want that so much, but we still have to keep in mind that we have to love it. If we don't love it, we can't put it out. That's what I go by. If I don't love this song, I'm not going to put it out. That's it. And people could say, like, wow, I love it. I love it. But I don't love it. And I'm singing it. So, <laughs> you know? So I just feel like keep in mind that make things that you love, no matter what anybody else says. It's a song on my album called, um, on How Do You Feel Now, the first album called Melanin. And it features my mom talking. And my mom basically says, like, the kid. Oh, it's so cute. I want y'all to go listen to that. She said, she says basically like, um, you shouldn't care about what anyone has to say, but the studio or anyone who wants to sign you, like word for word, she said, if it's making you money, then go for it. And I was like, you know what? Yes. Mama, <laughs> Mama knows Beth. Mama. Yes, we listen yes. to mom around here. <laughs> we love that. So what do you enjoy about you got a comment from Javoy saying he likes your bucket hats. Yes, give us 90 vibes. <laughs> yes, love that. <laughs> um, what do you enjoy most about being an artist? Create creating, creating, collabing, all of that stuff. Like I love the whole recording process of an album, picking out what songs you want to put out there, performing the songs. Like I feel like me as an artist, like even though I can't dance, like when I perform, like you're gonna see me dance. You're gonna see. <laughs> vibe to that music. I don't care if I'm like the worst dancer in the world. You're going to see me dancing. <laughs> um, I just really love just the whole process of creating and performing and entertaining people. I love that whole that whole aspect of it. I love that. I see your confidence is very high when it comes to your music and your artistry and all of that. How do you what can you tell to someone whose confidence is not high when it comes to making music and stuff like that? Like what type of word of advice encouragement to keep telling them i would just say just keep pushing you you will get better like my first ep to be honest i'm gonna say it i don't like it like i don't like it like i would be honest like i i don't really like it and it's not the songs it's just production wise so it's every it's always room for me, all the time so I had to tell myself this, and also my best friend Coco, shout out to her. You know, she my rock. <laughs> she told me that, you know, like, you're just starting out. Like, you're not going to release a song, and it's going to be number one on the charts the next day. You know, like, it's a work in progress to be up there as the likes of Miss Beyonce and the best rappers in the world. It's always a process. Like, nobody starts big. 
it's always a buildup. And you also need to find your footing when it comes to making your music, like what sound you want to go for, what sound feels really comfortable for you. Because everyone tries to chase what's what's mainstream. No one is really diving into what, what connects them to their or what connects other people to their music. So I would say keep going and make music that you love. We love that. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? Yes. <laughs> what makes a good studio session in your eyes? What makes a very good studio session? Your engineer. Your engineer. Like, let me, Child. Let me just preach for one second. Let me just preach for one second, Monique. Let me Come on, preach it. it. Your engineer is your best friend in the world when it comes to your music. If your engineer don't like you, your music will sound terrible. If your engineer is not a good engineer, your music will sound terrible. <laughs> like, And it don't even have to be like the lyrics and how you're singing or how you're rapping, but mixing, let me say that again, mixing is so important because if your engineer, like my engineer, her name is Haley. If I ever get famous off of any of these albums that I'm putting out, like, and I get an award, she's going to be on the stage. I'm like, look, engineers, producers, they don't get as much um, recognition for their work. Like, they make or break your song. And you know that. You know that as an artist. Like, they will make or break your song. They will. They will. And a good studio session will be you in there with a producer that does good. Like, me and Haley are so in tune when it comes to each other. Like, when I'm in there and I'm not sure about something, I'm like, what you think? That should do it again. And she'll be like, yeah, you should go do it again. Or I'll do a note or something. And then when I play it back, I'm like, I don't know. She like, yeah, let's do that again. Like, she is on, she is on top of everything. So, definitely your engineer. You also want to feel comfortable. When I go into the studio, I take my shoes off every single time. I got to get comfortable. Like me and him, like you. Know, we take my shoes off. We get real comfortable because the studio is supposed to be a really comfortable place. Like I can't see how people can bring like five and ten people in the studio with them and try to make a song. Like I can't. Like maybe me and like one other person. But honestly, I really just like it when it's just me and my engineer in there and we just vibing and we creating. That's the perfect studio session for me. Cause y'all too. I like that. Take your shoes off in the studio. Yeah. Take your shoes off in studio. Yes. Apparently that 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 does everything. Um. What are you, right. <laughs> what are your goals as far as being an artist is concerned? Like for the rest of the year, even though it just kind of started. Still. <laughs> I really like a goal for mine by the end of the year is I want to do a show. I want to do an actual show that features me and could be other people, but I want to do a set. Like, I really want to get on a stage, perform songs from the new album that comes out and just have people vibe to that. Like, not no open mic, but actually like a show that people can buy tickets to and come see me. Perform. Mm -hmm. I really, really want to do that. And I really want to do that by the end of the year. Even if only five people come, like, I'll be still like, I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Yes, like you know I'm gonna be there. You know I am. I know. So, yes, I right. <laughs> I'm gonna be right up front with my phone. Yes. <laughs> um, so if you because you know artists start out with like like little artists, not little, but artists start out opening for someone else. Who would you want to open for? Kilani. That would be fun. That would be cool. She's a vibe. She is a vibe. That would be she's a vibe. 
Average Kivani or maybe even maybe maybe even SZA. I feel like that'd be cool. Like, cause I feel like me and Kilani kind of have like similar vibes when it comes to our music, so that would be really fun. I like that. I'll be there because Kalani's a vibe, Scissors a vibe. Yes, I'll be there. Your vibe, we all vibes. Good vibes Vibe. here, all around. Right, all around. You know that. Only. Put you on the spot. Your song too is a banger. Don't make me cry on this show. Don't make me cry on this show. And you know I hit you up for the remix, and I'm still waiting. I got you. We have to get the studio together. I got you. People see it in the comments. People see it in the comments saying we should. (laughs) You know it's a vibe. So whenever, whenever you, whenever you ready, you know. Y'all hit it first. Y'all hit it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I want more music from you. I mean, look. I was on live the other day. I was in. I was in uh, the studio. It sounds nice. I can't I, wait. You know I'm ready. Listen. <laughs> all I'm gonna say is by my birthday. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> by my birthday. <laughs> so, how would you like to? How would you? Hmm, who? I'm messing up real bad. This is why you and I get real hyped. <laughs> how would you like your music to influence people, or what makes your what makes your music different from anyone else's? Um, I feel like for me, um, a lot of my a lot of my songs really do have a deeper meaning to them than what you would when you first hear it. You would think like, oh, okay, this song probably means this, but if you really, really listen to the new music and dissect it, like for the words that I'm actually saying, I feel like I want people to get a message from it. I want people to be inspired by it, um, and I just want people to just be like, wow, like this song really really is like having me think about what's going on you know mm-hmm. what like what's going on in my relationship or what's going on in a friendship or at work or whatever type of relationships that you have with people i just want my music to make you really think like is this something worth fighting for i honestly want people to get that vibe from it like you know like maybe i need to sit and rethink my life <laughs> i like that I like that. So we're going to get a little bit deeper, just, you know, a little teensy bit deeper because I'm that type of person. That's what we're going to do on the show. So what advantages, since we're both indie artists, you know, we're both African-American, what indie artists, uh, what advantages should we take in the Black community? I feel like just our people, like, our people will show out. Like, when we perform, when we sing, they can like I love all of that like I love all the feedback that I get from the audience and I feel like we should take advantage right now um how often we can drop our music how how we can basically just do what we want with our music like put it on whatever platform we can perform or whatever we want like and especially because we're black we can really like we can speak to the audience and we can really like educate on what's going on in the world, especially when it comes to being black and all the protests that was going on and everything that was just happening over the course of 2020. I feel like as a black artist, we have that advantage to really, really make send a message to our people. And I feel like it feels more authentic when it's coming from a black artist because a lot of people can relate to it. 
And I feel like it's almost like, I'm not going to say RTD, but it's highly anticipated that we should be making not all our songs, but at least one or two songs that really speaks about the Black experience and what has happened to us over so many years. Right. I like that. Um, how do you think that you're able to make a change in the Black community as an indie artist? I just feel like going back to my song, Melanin, like it's a song about loving your Blackness and being proud to be Black. And there's so many obstacles that stand in our way and so many things that just makes it so much harder for us to live our lives. Like the color of our skin means so much to certain people that is really crazy. And I just want to just be able to make music that resonates with people who understand me and people get the vibe and they just catch everything that I'm that I'm putting out there. Like I just I like that. <laughs> I like all of that. I like all of that. So who um as for the LGBT plus community be especially you know in the rap it rap it rap it um as far as the LGBT plus community um they kind of they unfortunately they kind of get like the low bar in the music industry because of their sexual orientation what do you have to say about that or how do you think you're able to change that or what doors or what windows are you able to well, doors what doors do you think you can break down with that <laughs> i just feel like as being like i don't look at myself as an lgbt artist mm -hmm. i would say more so like i'm an artist that's part of the lgbtq community like okay. so i just would want people to look at my music and listen to my music for what it's worth and not be like, oh, like this is a gay person making a song. Like, no, this is like Tyrone McQueen making a song who happens to be gay. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, I, like us, I really want people to pay attention to our artistry and not rely solely on our sexual orientation because at the end of the day, that's exactly what it is, a sexual orientation. But that shouldn't, change the way anyone listens to my music it shouldn't change the way anyone views me as an artist because i just feel as though it doesn't really have a lot to do with my music yes of course in my music i'm gonna say what i want to say when i want to say it you know <laughs> right but i feel like this may be a little controversial but even though little nas x released his song and oh child <laughs> Oh, I've been talking about this other day. I'm, I'm the Jesus is right here around my neck. <laughs> Go ahead, Jesus. For real. We don't give none like, of that. But skipping over that part, as far as him as an artist getting so much recognition, and not for being controversial, but let's go back to like Old Town Road, you know, before we knew that he was gay or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that song blew up. That song was everywhere. And it was like number one. And to see a, not only an LGBT artist, but a black LGBT artist break charts for that song is kind of like, okay, like if he can do it, then I know. It. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, minus all the religious part, we gonna keep that over there. <laughs> but I just feel as though just 
being able to open doors for other LGBT artists, for labels especially, to want to invest money because I think that that's the most important part that people don't think about. Like, the listeners definitely play a part in pushing an artist to the next level, but the label does too. The label needs to invest money into their artists to push them to the next level. And the same way with Nikki, like nobody was investing in female rap until she got on the on the pedestal. And then now you see a slew of, you know, Screaming. artists that's really Screaming. that's uh, really going on in the world. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, um that's <laughs> that's my uncle. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Just um, just paving the way for us as art and just having labels invest in us and look like there's a market for us the artists, like put money into us, like we here. <laughs> right. So we want to talk about, you know, Lonas exit his new video because Ooh. I, I was asking people about it. Listen, I was just talking about this because it's in the shoes. Okay, all right, anyways. Ooh. How do you feel about that? How how do you feel about that whole song down to the music video, down to the shoes, down to him strip, down to him, the, the twerking on Satan? How do you feel about all of that? <laughs> I just think that it's definitely a lot. To each his own when it comes to making music and doing what they love, to each his own. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. The only thing is that I just be so frustrated about is that when people look at like black artists and music that we make, they try when one black artist does one thing, they try to put everyone in the same box. Everyone is doing that or everyone thinks that way. So I want y'all to know that I, all gay people want to do that. <laughs> but I just feel like with him, like, like I said, that's something that he wanted to do. Kudos to him. I won't do it, but kudos to him. <laughs> and um, big ups to everything that he has going on as far as his career. Um, I would say that he's doing good for himself as an artist, I would say. And um, yeah, that's that's him. <laughs> right. So we're going to get one more question because, you know, it's 9 o'clock. I don't, I, I don't like this. We're going to get one more question. What can <laughs> what can we expect from you next? From the album, from you, what can we expect from you next? Next album is called Are You Okay? Y'all get the title of it. Oh, okay. Yes. Coming out very soon. Like very soon. Very, very, very soon. And I'm so excited because... I feel like this album really is talking about who I am as an artist and really gets to show people everything that I've been working on and how my music should sound. I'm so excited because I feel like I'm finally finding my footing in making music and this is the type of music I want to make. So I hope y'all like it and y'all tune in to me. <laughs> to him, guys. Again, we got Tyrone McQueen in the building. Let me tell you, he is an amazing artist. He is everything. Y'all see it first. He is a vibe. He's a whole vibe. Tell him your Instagram where they can find you. You can find your music. <laughs> okay. So my Instagram is the Tyrone McQueen. So it's T-Y-E. <laughs> I see it, I see it. Right. <laughs> Follow me. 
Um, like I said earlier, um, I have singles out. Uh, well, I have three singles out. Um, Friends of Benefits, Model X, and Ride For You. Um, Model X and Ride For You are the two newest singles from the Are You Okay album. And okay. when you go to Instagram, you can click the link in my bio. And that's all my music on all streaming platforms. So pick what you want to pick. <laughs> Look, y'all, y'all, y'all got his Instagram, y'all got his music. Listen out for a song. Um, Model X is all streaming platform. Look out for his new album. Are you okay? Once again, thank you for everybody that tuned in to Rhythm Me's podcast. Again, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little nervous, but you know, y'all <laughs> opened up, so I'm real happy about that. Thank you so much to uh E Digger, aka Charm City TV. Thank you for giving me the opportunity, guys. Y'all can listen to our Apple music, Charm City TV, rhythmmusepodcast.com. Um, my Instagram, I am that Monique Wilson. Y'all know my Twitter, Melanated Neek. And you know my yeah. face was Wilson. That's my real name. But all of that, all of that. Thank you again. Yes, he's in Baltimore. Baltimore artist, Tyrone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come back next Friday for our new, um, mm, wow. Okay, I'm <laughs> Come back next Friday at eight o'clock with a new um artist. I will put it out next week, and that's it. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching another great live broadcast on Charm City Direct TV. Make sure you head on over to YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitter for more great content on charm city direct tv don't forget to like share subscribe follow everything charm city direct tv